tell me what you've learned yourself about the aging process. Because, you, you know, because I think I learned this from you. And what a wonderful mentor you've been for me for aging with grace yeah. and appreciation yes. and heart and just embracing it. Yeah. And I see so many women around me who, even as early as their 40s and some even in their 30s, I know. they're trying to, you know, Botox themselves oh, and, you know, change themselves and fighting it, just fighting it, fighting it all the way. And as I, 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 and I always look at it as, just as you were saying, my God, whatever age, I think about the people who didn't make it. I know. As I sit here at 59, I sit here and think about all the people who didn't make it to 59. And so, were you ever anxious about it? Were you ever, oh, I can't believe I'm turning 40? No. I can't believe I'm turning, I, I'm turning, I, I, I believe I'm turning 50. I can't believe it. I can't remember ever being anxious about it. Even when I was very young, um, I mean, I've always wanted to reach that other age. As mm. far as I can remember, I thought that if I could live to be 20, yes, you know, it was going to be really wonderful. And then 25. And, and then 30? Ooh, my goodness. I was just gonna... It was a knockout. <laughs> oh, every, every age I've been grateful. Yes. Dr. Maya. Mm -hmm. Gratefulness is flowing from Angela. her heart. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. Amen. Come on. Yes. Oh, every I really age. love her. I love every interview <laughs> she's done. It's just like, before we move any farther, <laughs> that's Dr. Maya Angelou. I don't think she was in the wrong for that. I was trying to figure out what the fuss was all about. Uh, people don't have good home training. <laughs> that's why people were upset. But as she said, I am your mother, your auntie, your teacher. Yeah, you, you're calling me by my first okay. name. Like, we friends. I have worked too hard <laughs> and have seen too much to be called Maya. <laughs> Sounds like a... Okay, I can say that right now. I've worked too hard, all right, and experienced too much to be called P. Ryan. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna put in front of it, but we'll work on it, Mister. Okay, Mister. <laughs> Mister, gonna get you. Listen, <laughs> and not to be triggered from <laughs> <laughs> from ceiling, right? Because okay. we don't like that. Do you do right by me? Yeah, everything you do, but. I think especially as grown-ass people, mm -hmm. whether it be professionals or what have you, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling people, Mr. especially that, that don't know you, mm -hmm. to address you by Mr. and if applicable, doctor. Mm -hmm. I mean... Shit, there should be something for the masters, okay? Master. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Could you imagine? Right. Master. Hello, master. Okay, cool. <laughs> and my reply, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So, shout out to Dr. Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. and, and shout Ms. out to Oprah. Oprah Free. Yes. Miss <laughs> Oprah. Even when Beyonce sang to Di Miss the boss, Diana Ross, for yeah. her 75th, she said, Happy birthday, Miss. Diane. Respect. Okay, Beyonce can have respect. Why can't we? Okay. You know what's wrong with y'all? Okay, y'all don't got no home training. We need to talk to the parents. Where are the guardians? Right. <laughs> that spirit of not having home training. Okay. That spirit of no training. <laughs> All 
right, well. Hi, guys. We are. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, where at any age, you may be grateful. Okay. Okay. Overflowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a witness. Where you may be anxious about it. Yeah. That spirit of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on over to the Hung Up Podcast. Or where you may not have had home training. Mm. Okay. But we'll never hang up on we you. We got something for you, though. Okay? We do have a couple classes, okay? Get that etiquette <laughs> oh, like together. Edit, like Monique Etiquette class. Because, see, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. There we go. We're going to come out with our own version. Can y'all yes. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> the foolery. Right. <laughs> Whenever you act like a ruffian, <laughs> you risk getting roughed <laughs> up. <laughs> okay? Okay. It's like a boomerang. Yeah, it'll comes come back. back for that. Comes right back to you. All right. Do boomerangs really come back? Do you have to throw it a certain way? I think if you if you master the art. Okay. Because I had one back. when I was little. It ain't never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to it pick was, that up. I, okay. I kind of compared it to a frisbee because <laughs> it just. It flew and then went down. It flew away and never okay. came back. It flew out and didn't come back. Some similarities there. I okay. could see why you would <laughs> compare the two. So I thought it coming back was just more like a cartoon thing. Okay. But as always, guys, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P. R. Y. N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Yes. And while we're out looking for my boomerang, find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. Yes, indeed. And please continue to send your feedback on the episodes and all your check-ins to HungUpPod at gmail.com or feel free to hit the call button on our Insta page and drop us a message. Yes. And thank you guys so much for your ratings. Keep them coming, chickens, on Apple Pie Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find a man who will be a boomerang, right? Who'll come back. Because <laughs> okay? some of these niggas like to come for a season, leave. Frisbee. And then you don't know what's going on, okay? Frisbee, Frisbee going to other dogs, okay? <laughs> Out there getting fleas. <laughs> How are you, P. Ryan? I am not well. But I'm here and I'm present. So I've had a pretty stressful week. Um, Actually, a pretty stressful couple of weeks. But it's... Using my emotion words, it's like a confusing space. um, Because I'm still moving forward. I'm still getting things done. It's just that like obstacles keep coming up. And sometimes they just highlight some of your limitations in this season. So like it's less I'm sad and more of just like I'm very tired and confused. And... I am hopeful. So, like, I know this season definitely won't last forever. I feel like I'm kind of embracing it in a a healthier way than I usually embrace seasons like this. Um, And, you know, there are times when I can laugh because God always reminds me that things are going to be okay. For example, I ordered me a 10-piece chicken hot wing um, platter today, (laughs) and they sent me packing with 15. So I don't know whose order I got, but... (laughs) You know, the blessings just come there's always a silver lining. Okay? You never know where you're Praise him for the from. hot wing. Okay? And it was good. Increase, increase. And I was extra hungry. So Increasing I, your okay. chicken wings. And if he'll increase that, he'll increase other things. <laughs> he, you, she, they, they whoever. It, whatever. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're just going through the motions right now. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. 
Okay. And not the right motions. But if you would like to <laughs> show me the right Email ones. Email us. Okay. Send us a pic. Because <laughs> I don't play that shit. <laughs> okay. You guys heard it first from P. Ryan at Hunger Pod. Hungerpod at gmail.com. Yes. You can send your inquiries mm-hmm. there. Okay. <laughs> How about you? How are you? I'm I'm good. I right before you got here, I got a text message from my insurance. Like you get like the little claim updates. I had to file a claim because someone hit my car uh, when I, I was like at a gas station last week, mm. <laughs> and someone hit my car while I was in the gas station getting like money out the Mac machine. Mm. Yes, the Mac machine. You are an auntie. Who calls it Mac? Okay. Yes, auntie. That's. <laughs> I feel I like that's it. very Maryland too. Is Baltimore it? is that Baltimore? Before my family and I moved to Maryland, the aunties that I was <laughs> around used to call it Mac Machine, and we were in Where Philly. Where were they from? <laughs> well, you know Philly. Okay, that's <laughs> where we were raised. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Yes, it does sound like a familiar yes. term. Yeah, go down there. It I could be local. Machine. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a Jamaican thing too, because all the aunties were Jamaican. <laughs> Yes. Shout out to Philly because I know whenever I say it, folks know definitely know, know what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, these are things that are going to die out with the next generation. They don't know nothing about the Mac machine, along with so many other things, <laughs> including we're putting respect what on our elders' name. <laughs> but yeah, like a few folks like Randon, like yo, somebody just hit your car mm. and they were like hyped up because like he pulled off trials and tribulations after he hit my car. Yeah. Mind you, he just got gas. So I was in New Jersey. So, you know, they pump your gas for you. For you. Yeah. So homeboy was just like, oh, here's his receipt. Like, here's a copy of his receipt. Yes. Had his first and last name on it. And, of course, the last four digits of his card. card. So called my insurance company. While I'm on the phone with them, they're like, yo, we also have video. I'm in there with my phone. They're running the video back. So I'm with my phone I'm recording the video so I have everything description of the car what it looks like I have his first and last name I call the police I filed a police report Mm. let them do their little investigation right before you got here see you said that you never know where your blessings are going to come from email from the claim saying oh just so you know we have filed an insurance claim with geico Mm. which is their insurance company yeah so i'm happy to hear about that because like when your insurance company has to pay out your insurance skyrockets like it doesn't show like oh you were at fault Mm -hmm. but it like you said your insurance can go up because it just shows that they had to pay out Mm -hmm. that's all that really matters Mm -hmm. like it seems like it doesn't matter who's fault it well i'm sure it it does matter more if you're at fault yeah and you'll get penalized heavier but you'll still get penalized if your insurance company has to pay out period Mm -hmm. so which i'm thinking like isn't that what i've been paying every month for just in case y'all gotta pay out but I didn't want to go there with sis mm-hmm. on the phone. She was being very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but we see each other. But we see each other yes. insurance companies. Yes. I don't... Mm. Yes. So, 
I'm f- I, I'm happy about the outcome of that. That's awesome. And shout out to you for being Annalise Keating. Listen, okay, I pumped it because you got the like name, you got the card, you the got court. the license plate. Okay, <laughs> you know, I should do that. <laughs> the little walk. That little walk with them kitten heels when she's pumping into the court. That was me pumping into that gas station with Progressive on the line yes. and the receipt in the other hand. Yes. Like <laughs> Anna Eric, Anna Eric Keating. I had a witness, yes. and I was prepared for my day in court. Yes, yes, okay. It's handled. And it, even though that's going to be a pause. <laughs> okay. Yes, and so, besides that, P. Ryan, I have been steadfast on the tennis And unmovable. Court. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> unmovable in my determination to, to like get this I trophy. Said, I'm trying to just up my game this year yes, and, I'm, and I'm serious about that so yes. yeah. instead of raising the bar we're raising the racket right. okay. exactly yeah amen. <laughs> amen so, so what's next so <laughs> I have a hung tip this week okay to my Philadelphians all, all my transit riders mm-hmm. right when you get onto the train it would make a lot of sense if you took your book bag off. Mm. Now, I know, like, I'm pretty sure, and I've heard about, like, pe- folks practice this in other, like, big cities. Mm. Because let me just say how difficult it is when it is rush hour, not rush hour, but you're trying to get to work. Everybody's trying to get to work, and the train is packed. Mm. When 80% of the people have their book bags on, guess what? That takes up space. Like, people can't get in. People, now you have more people waiting. Now you're waiting longer to get to work because the train was full. No, y'all backpacks are full. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, getting on and off the train, you you know how the football players, when they're practicing on the field, they go through... No, but tell me more. They go through the... Um, I don't even... Fuck, I don't even know what it... Yeah, what, what they, they call it through? When they're running... Yeah. And it's like shoulders, like boom, 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 mm. boom, and they have to run through. You never seen them do that? No, but I and it like looks to like experience. big old punching bags. Oh. but they're sit- but they're stationary, yes. and they gotta run through them, and it's kind of rough. That's basically you getting onto the trying to get off the train. So when eighty percent of the people have on their backpacks, there's a hundred percent of the room taken. Okay, come on, mathematics. And you gotta be a football player to get off the train, and hopefully you're close to the door. Because if you're not close to the door, I mean, you have to tell people, excuse, excuse me. me, a million times, and you're hoping that you make it because you only have about 10 seconds before the door closes and the train pulls off. So it's just like, I think we would give each other a lot more ease mm. in our in our morning and our afternoon commutes if you just slide your book bag off of your shoulders yeah. and, and, and put it in your hand in front of you. And I think that's more safe. Yeah. Like, to be honest with you. <clears throat> Low-key, that's a hung health tip. Because in Philadelphia, them book bags will get you shot. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Gonna... Keep the right, the wrong person from getting to where they need to get to, <laughs> and okay. it can be trouble, trouble. trouble. <laughs> okay. Nothing but facts, because okay. folks, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Let it get hot, and people play around with them backpacks. Hey, right, don't let the gentrification fool you. Don't. Don't let. It. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what are we talking You're about today? <laughs> so actually do you want to what do you want to do this show show boo. no it's not <laughs> but um 
Do you want to read the letter? Do you did, you, did you read it? Yeah. Um, so our our faithful listener EJ dropped in, and he had a question. Title says, "Help me out here." I was with a group of friends having some drinks and just chilling, enjoying the night. The topic of the conversation turned to relationships and what's acceptable and not acceptable behavior when you're in a relationship. Of course, the answer to that varies because no relationship is exactly the same as another. But the bare basics are the same, meaning trust, communication, loyalty, hopefully love, things like that. Well, this one guy spoke about how his boyfriend gets explicit videos from his ex exes on his multiple phone. oh okay all right along with the explicit text messages that suggest the guys aren't exes but side pieces <clears throat> he said he confronted his boyfriend but the boyfriend convinced him that he can't control what people send or text him yes you can called blocked it blocked it okay okay it's called setting boundaries and then blocked it if you if you cross those boundaries but um wait where was i uh he confronted his boyfriend his boyfriend convinced him that he can't control what people send him or text him and told him that if he trusts him then the stuff that he was getting upset he shouldn't be getting upset with him because the messages and videos are just his way of entertaining himself okay as the guy spoke, I already knew I shouldn't say anything, but I kept getting asked what I thought. I finally said that I think the boyfriend might be doing some shady shit, and I asked him what his boyfriend would do if the situation was reversed. <clears throat> I asked him what would his boyfriend do if the situation was reversed. Mm. He said his boyfriend would be pissed. So I asked him, why is it okay for his boyfriend and not him? It was just harmless entertainment. If it's just harmless entertainment, why can't the both of you be entertained? Okay, I see what he's saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he's getting these messages, these, these explicit videos, mm-hmm. and you're saying, oh... Well, if the shoe was on the other foot, what would you? What would he do? It wouldn't be so, so harmless, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess, let, let's see. EJ said his piece. He didn't have an answer to that question, EJ says. Everyone got quiet for a moment. Then the guy walked away, and I got accused of being a hater and told that I should have kept my mouth shut if I wasn't going to support the guy. Mm. So you can only speak up when you're supporting someone? Okay. Apparently, no one else saw anything wrong with what he said, and apparently, I had him thinking and feeling some kind of way. Mm. And so his question was... What do y'all think? Do y'all think the situation sound crazy or shady? Was I out of line and seeing things that aren't there? What do you guys think? What do you think, hmm. Ryan? Well, I think regardless of what we or even EJ thinks, he could have just been like, well, I don't know, girl. What do you think? Right? Because I'm not living your relationship. And clearly, we don't know the ins and outs, right? Because mm-hmm. these people seem to be presenting as... Oh, my- to the boyfriend. You're saying EJ could have said that. <laughs> to the friend. To the friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Because, like, <clears throat> these people are presenting to be, like, monogamous, it sounds like. But then, in a way, it's not. Because even the boyfriend's just like, oh, it's just entertainment. So, clearly, you're at least monogamish. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, if that's, like, not what I'm living, if that's not... If, if I'm not dating either one of y'all, right? I would probably be like, what do you think? And then when my friend tells me that, I'll be like, all right, well, that sounds like a plan. You got it. <laughs> so then I'm not a hater, <laughs> right? Right. And also, I've kept my mouth to myself. I just think it's kind of interesting. I think that 
we shouldn't be labeled haters when we speak up and in mm-hmm. disagreement to whatever maybe what the popular opinion is or what um I, I don't know. I think that's interesting when you ask someone for their opinion and they give it to you. Right. And then they come back at you like, oh, you're being a hater. You should have kept your mouth shut. Because a lot of people ask for opinions but don't really want them. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, I because I was paraphrasing, um, I skipped through that. But I feel like um, he kind of started his message out. Oh, saying that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean. So the next time you're with the girls and they say, what do you think? Flip it back. Well, right. What do you think, well, girl? Right, and then when they give their opinion, oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we stayed clear and we gave an opinion. And to the boyfriends that are out here that are dating folks who are receiving explicit text messages and videos from their exes, as in plural, on their mm-hmm. phone, like P. Ryan said, I agree. Like that's something y'all gotta deal with. Right, that's I, your business. Because you you came for advice, but then at the same time you're just like, oh, it's entertainment. Well then, girl, you got your answer. Why are you wasting my time? Get off my phone. And if it's just and and, and see that's the thing is people feel some type of way about stuff for real for real they Mm. they say it's one thing Mm. but they really say it's something else because otherwise we wouldn't even be having this discussion about it or it could just be he wanted attention and he just got the wrong kind okay know what you're doing (laughs) before you come and mess up the drinks okay shout out to EJ shout out to you and his friends I know he said he has friends too that listen so. shit they probably all listen to this shout out to <laughs> hey y'all email us back let us know how it, how it goes we would love to yes. hear from all y'all individually especially we, the one we, in the relationship <laughs> okay and if you feel a type of way let us know let us know get us together okay. <laughs> nice nice so shall we move on mm-hmm. forward move 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 right on show moving moving <laughs> onto the show <laughs> i love it yes turn my wig around <laughs> wonderful segue thank yes. you Pete ryan yes we should have clipped that <laughs> <That's sound like>. <laughs> <laughs> why you love that's real because you're great thank you sorry you <laughs> <laughs> so i really just wanted to have this quick discussion with you about just kind of how we in different ways we bring our own personal and past trauma into our relationships and into our friendships mm. this conversation it, it came up because i was having a conversation with my homeboy earlier this week hey homeboy and it kind of spawned out of this the conversation spawned out of like having this reflection about our past relationships be it intimate or not you know we both had dealt with you know the lies the 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 ghosting the blocking Mm. um the hyper aggression and 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 violence that you can experience when you inform someone that you no longer want to be involved with them Mm. um all these things we were like damn you know we 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 both have dealt with this and we know that a lot of our friends and a lot of people that we know have dealt with these type of things too Mm -hmm. and kind of came to this conclusion that this was just like an outward expression of all of this unprocessed trauma that's happening all inside Mm -hmm. here and we're projecting that out into the world we're projecting that in our workspaces Mm -hmm. in our church spaces in our organizations Mm -hmm. um in our relationships in our friendships Mm -hmm. i think it can be intentional a lot of times it's unintentional and 
I wanted to kind of unpack that a little bit with you. Mm-hmm. So, first, just starting off, you know, in what ways do we bring trauma to our relationships? I have some examples, but I wanted to hear from you, like, mm-hmm. in ways that you've witnessed, um, either personally or from, um, like, I guess, like a... Um, what am I trying to say? Either personally or you've witnessed it yeah. <laughs> from like, I guess like a, um, not a third person, but a um, perspective mm-hmm. view, point of view. Hmm. Well, I think I'm just going to start from my experience first. Right? And they could be like mm-hmm. personal, personal or mm-hmm. like someone else. Like, yeah. So when I saw this question, in what ways do we bring our traumas into relationships and friendships, I actually didn't appraise it in like a negative light. So I can say that the traumas that I have experienced in relationships, I've brought to other ones in the sense of like, it's made me less naive. So I really consider myself open in every relationship that I begin to like facilitate with a person right i try to give people like a genuine chance to like show who they are um but i think as time goes by and as i have like both positive and negative kind of like interactions with people um while i'm open to a person showing me completely who they are i'm also like i have like these wise goggles in the back of my head that i choose to put on and i'm just like i'm taking in an entire person but i'm not signing up to be duped if that makes sense right so Mm -hmm. i'm not signing up for the person's bullshit and i think after like a certain span of time i'm very clear about like how far we'll go so i think that's how i bring my personal traumas into relationships right because in the past like i would just kind of like stay in these cycles of like experiencing different bullshit whether it be like in romantic or platonic relationships right i would just kind of like stay in these situations because we have like a common bond or you know we've been friends for x amount of times or you know the the typical one i love this person right now i'm just kind of like "Mm, i love you and i'm not here for your shit yeah right two can both exist Mm -hmm. at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah I think like what about you? so on a personal note I have the ways that I brought my, my trauma into my relationships and, and friendships I think it's more so like you know communicating mm-hmm. about um, if, if, if I have needs to kind of help me process those things so if these are mm-hmm. traumas that I'm still working through I try to communicate that mm-hmm. um I also just kind of feel like we all are, in a way, a work in progress. So, unless we have, you know, kind of done the work to unpack our trauma and and, and deal with it, whether it be like on a professional level or a spiritual level, whichever way we choose, mm-hmm. I think that, like I said, it can show up in our interactions with people. Mm-hmm. So, like, some things that I've, you know, kind of witnessed and my my friend, like, when we were having this conversation, he, he agreed is, you know, 
not being when when you have unprocessed trauma sometimes it shows up as not being consistent not being honest because you there may be some shame um you know we talked about you you brought that topic here a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago just kind of how like unprocessed shame um kind of shows up in, in, in different ways mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I know a part of that a big part of that was just trauma like past trauma that we haven't dealt with mm. that, that brings that shame on and you know it shows up in our relationships and our friendships even in times when we mean well mm. um, or you know in times when we're doing our best right I think that having that level of understanding and getting empathy um, from people can be almost like getting water from a rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think folks are like, <laughs> you know, you know, we're just not very patient with 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 folks' unprocessed trauma, mm-hmm. and and I think it's also because many of us are working on our own. Mm-hmm. The bandwidth is only but so big, yeah. and it's. Or wide, I should say. (laughs) I don't mean to sound callous, right? But in some instances, we don't have to be. Right? We don't don't have have to be be patient with people's unprocessed trauma. Right? There's no nowhere in the rule book that says I have to entertain your unprocessed trauma and be I can understand it and I can be empathetic and I all and I don't have to entertain it. Yeah. Right? And I think that's where boundaries come in. That last part is important. Right? That's really where boundaries come in. Loving someone yeah. and putting that boundary. My mm-hmm. bad. Finish your well, cut you. Cut that you was off. kind of like the gist of it, right? Like, yes, I, I do get that, you know, due to shame, due to all these things, people's unprocessed traumas can come out in very, like, unhelpful ways, right? right? right. Unhealthy ways, right? Right. right. It is not everyone else's responsibility to entertain that. Yeah. Right? On the flip side, if this is a like relationship that you care about, sure. Empathy may cause you to entertain that a little longer, right? So it's very I think it's very complex. Absolutely. It's case very by complex. Case. Yeah. And I think the onus is also on the individual to get your shit together you know Mm -hmm. we can't be walking around trashing people's lives Mm -hmm. and turning people's lives upside down and we fall back on oh that's because my shit is fucked up or I got trauma you know what I mean like that can't be a crutch it's like you acknowledge it Mm -hmm. And then even if you don't know what the next steps are, that acknowledgement piece is so important. And then, you know, like I said in the beginning, you know, personally, how do I address it is speaking it, letting people know like, yo, this might be an area that I need some work in. So letting people know up front Mm -hmm. what it is so people can make a decision and have their own choice in the matter of, of how involved they want to be, you know, moving forward. I would say, too, that a part of being empathic is also realizing that, yes, that that could be a solution to dealing with your unprocessed trauma. Um, and another aspect of being empathic is realizing some people don't want to change. Right? Some people don't want to deal with their trauma because it's more comfortable not to. Mm-hmm. Or more comfortable to not. Right? Yeah. Like, some people like because it's scary as fuck when you yeah. really start yeah. to deal with your shit. Some people know what their triggers are. <laughs> yeah. 
and are okay with having the no being okay with some people know what their triggers are and are okay with having those triggers triggered and letting the consequence of that out right so like lashing out or you know expressing in violent ways or you know withdrawing from people whatever the response may be right some sometimes that works for people right and sometimes there's no there's no incentive to change there's no incentive incentive to work on those unprocessed traumas right so from an empathic stance it's like okay i see you i am not in control of fixing that i am not in control of telling you to fix that what i am in control of is deciding whether or not i want to be around this Mm -hmm. and to that point my next little tidbit was um as we work through this, the fact of the matter is, is that some relationships will suffer and, you know, you will lose people along the way. Mm-hmm. You don't get to treat people how you want and expect them to stick around for it. Some may, others may stay for a little while and the rest just won't tolerate it at all. Mm-hmm. You win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While we're working through our shit, we got to recognize yeah. what it is. And like you said, folks do not do not have to stick around for that they don't and i think unfortunately what we see so often in so many different ways is that when people try to make a decision to set a boundary people act out in violence Mm -hmm. people say oh hell no Mm -hmm. you won't seek happiness oh hell no you want to you 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 looking for peace and joy what no 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 no. i'm here to disrupt all that Mm -hmm. shit and i think that I don't even know. I think that is intense. I don't even know because I'm not a professional. I, I don't even know like what advice to give to something like that. But what I do know is that so many people are having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a budding professional. And what I remind my clients or a lot of them who happen to deal with this, what I remind myself whenever I have to deal with this is we are not in control of how other people behave. We are in control of the behavior we entertain. That's the choice, mm-hmm. right? We, there is no way I can make person X act X Y Z. There is no way I can make person Y be more honest. There is no way I can make person Z communicate more or be more consistent. What I can do, though, is recognize the lack of honesty and say that doesn't align with my values, let me dip, Mm -hmm. right? Or let me adjust our relationship um, so that I'm not affected by this as much. If person Z is not as consistent, okay, what can I do to help me? Because I can't fix you. Right. And you may not want to be fixed. That part right there, when you get to that point, that realization, because like you said earlier, some folks are just going to be like stuck in their ways. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to move. At some point, we have to realize, like, okay, now I gotta take care of myself. I, I see yeah. you, and I see what you, what you, what, what your shit is, what your mm-hmm. deal is. Now I gotta figure out a way to maneuver around this so that way I can take care of myself yeah. because I can love you, but it doesn't mean that I gotta deal with you and be involved in your bullshit. Yeah. And you know, we're hanging out and we're nah we don't have to do any of those we things we don't and that's completely and fine and I will still love yeah, you yeah and still root and for you, you well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's or the, not shit or not right 
Because <laughs> again, it all comes down to you. Ha- you have a choice. Yes. So I think the other interesting point to this was that me and my friend talked about was you know as we work through these things. Um, oh nope, I already said that. <laughs> um, through it all, at the end of the day. This is my next point. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. <laughs> we are all, you know, and it can be argued, whatever, depending on what your beliefs are. But we're, I, I believe that we are biologically engineered to seek companionship and intimacy. Even though, you know, we could be quote unquote damaged goods or, you know, a work in progress. Hmm. Nothing is wrong with this. However, I think there is something wrong with knowing there's a problem and not addressing it. Um not saying that you like I said before you don't have to know what the next steps are for because sometimes we don't have those roadmaps none of us do you know when it comes to certain things the roadmap just may not be there and I think that's the that's the terrifying part when Mm -hmm. you are you really feel like you're out on a ledge because you don't see the path forward and the anxiety kicks in and you're nervous and you're you know all those things happen um but that's where I, growth is possible yeah. when you're when you're in that space so you know just going back to my point I think having intimacy and in, 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 in companionship is important and especially if you want that right I think folks are entitled to that if they want that sure. I think as we move through processing our traumas or not processing our traumas depending on what your decision is at that point in time I think it's important that we you know I said it before communicate let folks know what it is so that way they can make a choice of whether or not to be involved I think when it comes to relationships and intimacy many of us put our best foots forward Mm -hmm. we cover up the things that we may be shameful about things that we don't want the other person to see Mm -hmm. because we're being selfish in that moment there's something that we want which is that other person Mm -hmm. so we do things we say things that are misleading that are not honest that are we're not walking forward in our truth Mm -hmm. because we're being selfish in that moment what a horrible way to start out (laughs) <laughs> a relationship a new relationship yeah. but it's so it happens so often I would say it's unhelpful I'm not gonna judge it though cause guess what it's gonna come out even if I don't come to you and say hey this is all my shit right this is all my baggage this is all my unprocessed trauma cool day five we go out to dinner you do something that triggers the hell out of my traumas you don't think that's gonna come out mm-hmm. right yeah. so you're gonna learn at some point or the other. I love how you said we may not know what's ahead of us. I don't think any of us do, right? Even those of us who present, like us on this show, that we are like, you know, we're, we're working, we're doing. Do we? All the time? We don't know what's ahead of us. I think we're very honest about that. Sometimes we don't know. We don't know. So, I don't know. Some episodes we look a little put together. But, <laughs> I mean, but we don't know. Okay. I don't know what's ahead of me. You don't know what's ahead of you. Like, you know what I mean? None of us do, right? It's true. I think what separates some people, though, is the willingness to just say, I don't have it all together, right? The willingness is having the willingness to say, yes, I am carrying this airport's worth of luggage, of baggage, Mm -hmm. right? Bag lady. Okay. I have broken my bag. (laughs) Okay. I can't hurry up. I got too much stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be willing. Be, be, be willing. And just to kind of wrap this up, and if you have any final thoughts, please share. But my final thought was 
let's take care of ourselves. Mm. Let's invest more in taking care of ourselves. And I think <laughs> a big part of that is, y'all, we got to talk to somebody. Mm. So many of us, and when I say us, I'm definitely talking to my black folks. Mm. We need to go talk to someone and just deal right so just take that step forward to have that extra extra care self-care drink more water get more sleep have more sex have more sex have more orgasms i had to say orgasms just in case you don't have a partner you can still bust nuts you can still have sex solo sex that's masturbation there we go bust nuts that's what i was saying but yeah um Let's just do better in providing for ourselves. That's that's really just my final thought. And whatever we feel like we are missing, there may be a time. Because there, there were times where I felt like the things that I was missing, and you know, I'm still working on some of these things, but I've been able to provide for myself. Mm. Yes, you know? I can resonate with that. Okay, I can relate. When there was a point in time where I didn't think that that was possible. Yes. You know, so... I think it's great that you know shows like us like you know we give you guys those positive affirmations Mm -hmm. and we're you know but i think we also try to give you all the real (laughs) Mm -hmm. as much as we can because you know shit get bad before it's good you know and depending on where you're at in your situation you know but hold your head up high yes i can provide dick to myself (laughs) (laughs) they saw him at the store you you told us (laughs) You okay. Any follow-ups to that? Listen, me and Philip's brother. <laughs> oh, twins. Mm-mm, they ain't twins. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they ain't twins. So Philip and Dante. Oh wait, no, your middle name is Dante. Ew! I was about to say, whoa. That was really sweet. <laughs> listen, no, it's Dante. Fuck it. But listen, <laughs> the name speaks for itself. Okay. It's it's a nice name. It's a nice name. <laughs> Chocolatey. <laughs> Yes. Do for myself. Okay? How do you spell Dante is the question. It was different ways. Okay. You know how we got our ways. How <laughs> make me ways. I love you. Come on, Tony. Yes. Let me go <laughs> Yes. My you final right? thought, yes. I love you, but I love me more. Okay. Alright. I like that final thought. Yes. And on that final thought. Slash note. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to close the show out. Jace. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Hey guys, so we're back. We back and it's that time of the show. Yes. Where before we say goodbye, we got to let you know who we are hung up on or who we are hanging up on. Mm. Would you like to go first? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm hung up on two people. The first of these is Bianca Lawson. Uh, recently, she turned 40. And my reaction was weird. Hey, Bianca. Where did she turn 40? Okay. <laughs> Stiff weird. Okay. Shake weird. Okay. Or and shake. I don't. And I don't. She <laughs> looks amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In addition, I have to shout out. The vocalist, Shalia Frazier, okay? Many may not know her, but she... I have been following her since my high school days. Mm -hmm. She sang a famous song, or... Was it, it was pretty famous. I think it was the um, opening song for Tyler Perry's Jump in the Broom. 
Um, it was like a little jazz number. Um, I have been following her because she like runs in the churchy gospel scene. Um, and most recently, it was released that she will be playing the roles of gospel, Dorinda Clark Cole, on this new Clark Sisters biopic. Oh, that's what's up. Let me tell you something. The day that that drops, you won't find me. Okay? Because I would have been binging the Clark sisters for, for the whole day and then sitting myself in front of the TV to watch the show, to watch the movie. Is that what we were just listening to? That Was is that exactly her? what we okay. were just listening to. Sounded her, amazing. Kiki Sheard, um, my good sis who plays the daughter on um, Being Mary Jane. Uh, ooh, it is good. Okay? And it is executive <laughs> produced by Queen Latifah and Missy Elliott. Ooh, it's gonna be a musical! Okay? Oh. <laughs> And shout out to Missy. I think I saw in the news today she got an honorary uh, yes. doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. So, Doctor yes. Missy Elliott. Yes. She has worked too hard yeah. and seen <laughs> too much for us to call her Missy. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor yes. Missy Remind Elliott. the people put some respect <laughs> on her name yeah. and her title. Thank you, Birdman, for giving us that. That was that. That'll live on. Yeah, that will live on. Yes. How about you? Well, I am hung up on District Judge James Boisberg, I believe is his last name. Um, James, <laughs> District Judge James, let me put some respect on his name, mm. um, is, a federal, was, is a federal judge who blocked uh, Medicaid work requirements in two states. The Trump administration has been pushing for adding... Um, all these work requirements to um, social programs, Medicaid being one right now. Um, the Obama administration was very intentional about removing the work requirements mm-hmm. um, for the people who needed these benefits the most. Um, programs like Medicaid are healthcare programs. They are not. They were not put in place to have work requirements. Like that has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So. Shout out to District Judge James Boisberg, who blocked um, in two states. Looks like Arkansas and Kentucky were trying to push the requirement through that folks who um, needed Medicaid had to work. So, you know, I'm hung up because the folks who, you know, need these benefits the most, um, unfortunately, would have really suffered mm. had these rulings gone through mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think it's just a shame that you know this administration along with all the uh, other <laughs> horrible things that have been going on yeah. this is just like something else that just goes to show that um, they are not human it's mm-hmm. like what the fuck is wrong with these people niggas like, is heartless something is wrong I feel like mm-hmm. Trump if you like crack them open it'll have like a little alien Plankton. in the head like who's controlling him Plankton. or something like something is really wrong with this man so I'm, I'm hung up on on folks like Judge James and, and everyone else who are trying to push forward through the bullshit and the bullcrap of this administration mm. to try to give service to the people I saw Jaden Smith um, he's doing um, he has a big thing going on now with the, the Flint yeah. um, with the water crisis that's mm. going on you know it's just I love seeing people doing human things and caring for and just seeing each other and caring for other people just because they're a human being yeah. while he worried about a wall. Okay. Mind you, I think they said 
the last few days, there's been like a massive influx of people to the border. The biggest that they've seen in 15 years. And, you know, folks are coming to the border with all type of ailments and illnesses and Mm -hmm. children. And we already know that the folks at the border are not equipped to take care of people. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm praying for all the folks who are at the border. I'm not really sure why thousands and thousands showed up in such a short period of time. Maybe these folks are running from something. Like, who's looking into this stuff? Like, maybe these people are in danger. They don't care. And they're trying to, you know, seek asylum. Like, I just, so I'm just, I'm hung up on folks who just do human things. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just be compassionate. Amen. That's it. And that's all we got, y'all. Yes, Cherubs. This has been another <laughs> episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. As always, we would love to hear your feedback on tonight's conversation about processing trauma. How has that shown up in your relationships? Mm -hmm. And what was your reaction to it? Or if you have, you know, speaking from personal experience, tell us how, uh, you, you know, trauma, you have brought trauma into your relationships and how you are dealing with or have dealt with it in the past mm-hmm. we would love to hear from you you can send it to hungapod at gmail.com yes cherubs and send us your ratings and reviews keep those suckers coming and thank you for them apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find a man who will be more compassionate <laughs> okay all right bye guys peace